0: This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Suddy. We're back, we're back. It feels like it's been a while. It feels like we've been on vacation. I feel like I'm waking up from a weird fever dream. <laughs> but uh, there was a Leaf game on. Like, f- it's it's like the season stopped and restarted again, and this is preseason. I mean, the Ottawa Senators played like it was preseason. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Roscoe and the finalist here after a huge win six to nada over the Ottawa Senators for the big Toronto Maple Leafs love it love to see it love to see it Steph how are you feeling tonight oh
1: happy new year everyone this is exactly how we wanted the new year to start off a huge win six nothing for our Toronto Maple Leafs I'm good. I'm great. This, you know, I was a little afraid down to the wire if the game was going to get postponed or not because you just never know nowadays, but so happy it happened and here we are.
0: Yeah, happy new year to everybody. Uh, It is January 1st and yeah, like you said, I thought this game was going to get postponed. My dad scared me. He texted me uh, a couple hours before the game and he said, I just found out about the Sens game. And I was like, what do you mean? And I started looking up to see if it was postponed, but what he meant was he thought it was postponed and he just found out about the game.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. He kind of threw me off. Okay, well, that's fair too. Last episode, I thought Ed told us that the game was going to be canceled. I think I just wrote that. He did? Yeah. And so I told someone on Twitter and they completely called me out. But I'm, anyways, I'm so glad we're here. And New Year, so many goals, man. Gives us something to talk about in such great mood. So, yes.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, we talk about New Year's resolutions as goals, and the Leafs were like, New Year's resolution is score goals tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, from the players you never expected. Love it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it was weird. I mean, first of all, there was nobody there. Um, that was the first kind of strange thing after a while. And this is why we didn't think there was going to be a game tonight. I mean, the attendance was completely shut down to zero uh well not zero there were some friends and family in attendance yes one of which being curtis from alberta shout out who uh was got a whole feature as a uh, friend of mlse for the night was one of the few people actually in attendance in the game so uh yeah got a couple little shout outs on tv so uh good to good to see some people still there and cheering on the team
1: yeah and uh Happy cool. to see Dark Guy out there as well and squashing that Twitter beef that was none to begin with. Just, I don't know what happened there, but clearly we saw tonight they are the greatest of friends. So I'm glad it worked out for everyone and our and our friend Curtis able to make it to the game all the way from Alberta. So it's a good, good news story.
0: Yeah, I was uh, getting a little shaky there after those games were getting postponed and everything. And then... He had his seats and uh, his tickets and everything moved again. And yeah, so great to see that he was able to make it Uh, for the rest of us. uh, It might be a while before we can go to a (laughs) game again with the way things are going. Yeah, no
1: update for me.
0: But at least we get to watch games.
1: I had tickets to the Pittsburgh game and I'm still waiting for an update. So, hey, time will tell, but... Anyways, Leafs made up for it uh, tonight. Uh, John Tavares playing his 900th NHL game, 230 as a Leaf, and we saw some familiar faces that we haven't seen in a long time, like Marner and Sandine activated off long-term injury. Of that's Spezza, how can I forget? And so many others, right? I feel like the entire roster, except for Austin Matthews and Michael Bunting, was on COVID-19 protocol. So it's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was just, just trying to find something real quick. I saw that there was an update on where they when they were postponing some of these games, but I, now I can't find it. It was just one of those notifications from Sportsnet that disappears when you uh, click on mm. it. So One thing mm. I... But yeah, it was... Sorry, the, no, go ahead. One thing I just
1: want to bring up on that Sandine point, though, um, the Leafs made a little bit of a sneaky move with the roster and cap space because we're bringing back Marner and we went...
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm sorry. My laptop was uh not plugged in and it died.
1: It it still says recording on my end, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can edit around this. We're back. You were saying.
1: As I was saying, um Saw some familiar faces tonight uh, in the likes of Sandines specifically. I just want to bring up that the Leafs made a little bit of a roster move to deal with cap space because we got Marner back on the lineup and you know how hefty his contract is. That only left the Leafs with approximately $112,000 left. So what they did Ooh. was demoted Sandine to the AHL and called him back up on a emergency recall basis, which is temporary, which allowed him to fit on tonight's roster. I don't know if you heard this, Johnny, but when I, I saw didn't. this, I was like, "Ooh!" And then we had the scratch of uh, Richie tonight, which was a little bit surprising, right? And makes you think: Are are we going to see something happen soon?
0: Um two thoughts on that so first it's awesome that the guy who wrote the rules on the salary cap works for the leaves because <laughs> nobody else would think of t- doing something like that that's unreal maybe tampa bay lightning props but uh mm-hmm. props and um sorry the name is escaping me what's the guy's name who do you know what brandon something i think it's brandon pridham anyway i'll look it up but there's a guy who uh who Works for the uh, the Leafs accounting office, who actually wrote the salary cap rules. It's insane. So, um, the second thing was which? Sorry, Sandine. Oh no! Oh Richie, Richie getting scratched. Yes. Um, I think they are showing off Ilya Mikheyev, mm-hmm. and I think it worked really well. Uh, because they're looking to trade him. And I think tonight was a very, 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 very good night for that since he scored twice, which we'll get to. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I'll think of on that point. Uh, I think they're, they've been looking to trade him for a while. And if you're going to scratch anybody, I think Richie's, you know, could use a, a night off. <laughs> so uh,
1: He's had yeah, a long break. I think but, they're
0: advertising yeah. mikhaev.
1: Yeah, and another uh person off the barn getting a shot tonight, Mr. Biega here, who was also a former captain of uh the University of Harvard along with Kerfoot. So that was an interesting little uh nitbit I heard on the programming tonight. Nice. So yeah. It was good. <laughs> but
0: yeah, and uh speaking of AHL call ups, Matt Murray was called back up. In the AHL to play with the Sens after his one month and two games with the uh, Belleville Senators. (laughs) Unfortunately, they were ravaged by COVID as well. So he didn't really get much of a uh, conditioning stint there. No. And uh, I don't know if it showed. I don't know how much of this to blame on him. The whole team was not playing great. But uh, let's get into it. First period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't blame Murray one bit. This team, uh, the Ottawa Senators were playing a very loose, loose game and too many sloppy mistakes, which led to a ton of penalties. And the first first one, I think it was in the opening minute of the third or the first period. It was a Sanford hook on Brody and Unfortunately, the Leafs were showing a little sloppiness to begin with, too, with Nylander, a horrible pass that went through the legs of JT and down the ice. and then Nylander sent the puck again to a wide open wing with no one there. But it's expected, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, the first period
0: was a little little rough on both sides. I think the Leafs played better than the Sens did. But yeah, (laughs) some some sloppy mistakes leaves uh getting two power plays within the first five minutes of the game unfortunately not able to capitalize on either uh power play looks different with marner back I don't want to say it looks worse but it's a different type of power play there was a lot more shots um on the power play tonight than normal Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's just I don't know wasn't the same
1: yeah I agree. And the Leafs in total had six opportunities on this power play. And of course, uh, the second unit scored later on in the game. But I, that's why I sent out the tweet uh, early into the game. I'm like petition to put Kashe back on PP one. Like this guy, he really solidified himself into this spot on the first power play unit, parking his butt right in front of the net and getting those loose, dirty goals. So, Hey, it's still early. I know we're jumping ahead of ourselves when we're saying, put this guy here, leave this guy there, but who knows?
0: Yeah, it's tough after this long off and all these guys coming back in the lineup, like we said, after so long. And yeah, I mean, we'll have to give it a few games before we really know what uh, this new lineup looks like, especially for the power play. Um, But that wasn't who opened the scoring. So, (laughs) so Leafs get a penalty and um, instead of Ottawa getting a power play goal, Leafs flipped it around and pulled something off. They haven't done since the '80s and before that, the 60s. We're talking the likes of uh, Dave Keon the last time or the first time in the '60s, and uh, I forget who it was on the other one, but man, like <laughs> who two goals in it? what was it, twenty-seven seconds? Yes, from uh, none other than. Wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know that's why I found it so funny when uh, my mom walked back in the living room after doing something and she's like who scored and I'm like a and getting to Mikhaev and she's just like I picked Hall. my Tim's pick I'm like, wow, you are so lucky to pick all because this is the first of the year. So. <laughs> Man,
0: what a what a little slight by tims to even let you pick somebody that hasn't scored at all like what what would lead you to believe that justin hall was going to score tonight that they would even give you the option to pick him that's mean
1: they're sneaky there's not many games
0: going on to be fair
1: (laughs) they even put people on covid uh, on the list too so you really have to know your stuff so (laughs) But big Come shout out on. to Hall, man! Two tampons in his nose, and he gets the first goal of the year, 2022. Wow! This yeah, awesome that was scary. Camp. The
0: skate. The skate that came up and clipped him on the nose there, that was uh, that was a little frightening.
1: Yes, I know. It happened so quickly, and then I just glanced down. I guess I was on Twitter. I look up. This guy has two tampons in his nose, and he is rushing up the ice with the puck. And I'm like, what is going on here? He just got that was bashed. beautiful. Yeah.
0: So uh, early on in the game, we got a ding, 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 Ed's text. Um, so <laughs> he's like, um, Mikheyev will score tonight. He texted me that at 7.26. That's a few minutes into the game. Nice. Uh, he was right. Yes. Because uh, 27 seconds after Hall scores, Mikheyev, uh with a really nice shot, buries uh, another shorthanded goal. Like what? Oh,
1: beauty. We <laughs> Twitter
0: erupted. Like yes. who had this in bingo for uh, first two <laughs> people to score in 2022 for the Leafs?
1: Yeah, literally I was saying to the sleeves group I was at it today that uh people are making time ton- or not making money tonight banking on those uh players who usually score. It's literally like the plugs and the nobodies in some sort of sense. But I'm so happy for Mikaia because we know this guy's a speedster and he has so many pros. He just puts himself in a hole sometimes by just hitting that bullet in the middle of the chest and just never deking around the goalie. But this was a perfect shot by Mikhaev. And yeah, um, you were saying about a stat, Johnny, when last time it happened. It actually happened last time in 2013 by Michael Grabner for the 22nd uh, tw- two goals apart there. Someone told me that on Twitter and then I, I looked it up and it's true. So
0: it's both shorthanded.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. versus. Was it Calgary. in the first
0: period? Because I think that was the. The oh, caveat of the maybe, other
1: one. maybe it wasn't, but it was within a minute. So,
0: okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, it happens, but they got really specific to make it sound, you know, less frequent by saying it happened in the first period, which is still crazy.
1: <clears throat> yes, but shout out to Blue and White Chick, who actually gave me this stat that tonight they matched the franchise record for the two shorthanded goals uh, being 27 apart. Seconds apart by Sal Ming and Terryon, which dates back to 1986. So they just matched that franchise record with the time. So that that was really interesting too.
0: That's wild. Um yeah. and it's like you said about the uh the stars there, like talking to somebody who has Matthews and their fantasy team. It's not normal that the leaf's win six nothing and he's got zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I mean for lots JT. of shots, but man. Yeah. And JT, yeah. I mean him and Willie were playing really well together. But uh yeah, it was the the third and fourth line were awesome. Like Spezza was great, Engval was good, minus a couple little things, but the one apart from him scoring Justin Hall defensively, I've I've never watched a full game and not had a comment about his defensive play.
1: That's a huge plus.
0: Wow. And everybody's like oh you know he's the problem not muzzin uh muzzin's out they put hall with Mm Sandine. i i have no answers for this anymore like nothing makes sense you put them together sometimes they're good you split them up sometimes they're good i know i I don't know (laughs) there's no rhyme or reason to this but justin hall played well defensively and offensively tonight i think all the of the the, uh defenders did
1: yeah
0: but uh yeah
1: I was going to say my mom deserves a whole free week of coffee just for getting that Justin Hall pick, right? Because no one saw that coming. So, but JT with one assist tonight, uh, kudos to him, but obviously rooting for his 900th game there to sink a couple, but Hey, everyone else clicked. And I'm so happy about the third and fourth line because we know what our superstars can do. And when the third and fourth lines click, it's even better. Right? So
0: Uh, The other thing, everybody was playing well defensively, not just the defenders, but like the Ottawa Senators didn't get a shot until 11 and a half minutes into the game, like
1: 10 and a half.
0: Like that was crazy.
1: Brutal. Big blocks by the Leafs. They would have had a couple, but you know, the Leafs, uh, not many blocks on the night, but they they blocked when it mattered. They only had nine total tonight. But another thing too, the faceoff percentage, man, 64% on the dot. It just makes a world of wonders. And I think going into the second period, they mentioned the Leafs won 15 out of 19 draws. So that tells you the story right there.
0: Yeah, they were up as high as 73% at one point in that game. Like, they were just dominating. Wow. Even if they iced it, it was like, yeah, whatever. We're still good.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: JT was really good in the circle. Spezza, too. There was one, uh, <laughs> there's one instance near the end there, uh, just to kind of jump ahead for a sec. But uh, Kerfoot was out. But he was playing wing while JT was out. And uh, he swatted at the puck with his hand. And uh, the Sens were calling for a penalty. But because he was technically not playing center on that line because JT was still out, it wasn't a penalty because he's allowed to do that.
1: I saw that. And speaking of Kerfoot, he's uh, 100% tonight on the dot. So what that a boy! There. But I know there's a little bit of a talk about that first goal with the cheating thing and Marner tugging on uh, Stutzel's jersey, which uh, allowed him to slow down and then for Hall to rush up the ice. But
0: mm, I missed that, actually.
1: Yeah, Bieska was talking about it on during the first intermission, actually. And then someone else. I was playing house
0: flipper on the intermission. (laughs) No.
1: Priorities.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of new DLC out for that game. So I've been playing that. (laughs) Um, so under the second period, we start off exactly the same way. Marta gets tripped up. Leaves go on the power play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, they had some good chances. I mean, Riley had a lot of good looks. He was doing really well in, uh, in the send zone all night. Lots of good shots, uh, set up Matthews a couple times was set up by Matthews and Marner a couple times, held the, the uh, blue line really well on the power plays, but, uh, Still, they couldn't get anything.
1: No, I found they couldn't uh, keep the setup going on the power play. I mean, they got set up, but then a little bit too much time or one-two punch, and I don't know. It just that's why I was hoping for Kashe to come back out because, yeah, Marner just seems to be too hesitant once again, not shooting when you just want to yell shoot on the TV. But hoping that changes. Yeah.
0: And that power play, they held the entire two minutes. I was watching; they that puck did not leave the send zone for the entire power play.
1: It was mm-hmm. impressive,
0: but uh, they couldn't find it. It was it was a little frustrating to watch. Um, and then Sanford back to the box again. <laughs> yeah. um, Leafs fourth power play of the night, still nothing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's at the same time. It's not like they were giving up a ton of chances. I don't think it was that one where. Ottawa had a bunch of shorthanded chances, but uh, I mean, really, as long as you're holding their zone, if you have the lead, it's like, it's just safe at that point. Yeah. you don't have to always run up the score sheet, but
1: yeah, hey. it was getting a little uh, anticlimactic there. And I was just hoping for something to happen. And then lo and behold, out of the blue, our boy TJ Brody comes out of nowhere with a huge wrap around and sinks. It surprises all of neat Leafs nation like,
0: in two games mm-hmm. has doubled his score total from last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with two goals. <laughs> wow. Attaboy. Love it. Uh, and a wraparound. Like what? Okay. You know. So let me, let me just, let me just go through this. So hall had one on a two on one. We had TJ Brody with a wraparound goal. And then we had uh Dermot and Brody with another two on one chance. <laughs> What what was going on that these guys kept getting chances like this? This is insane. I know. Defenders were all over the place.
1: Yeah. It's all of the non-scores actually scoring. Like, happy 2022 to Leafs Nation because this is what we've been waiting for. And uh, Leafs I'm were kidding. at the bottom of the league for defenders in scoring. And then look at tonight's game. It's just all have all been mostly defenders or assists and such. So, yeah, it's and then when you think Brody doesn't do it all, he saves a goal on top of that. Oh, Did you see that? That was
0: insane, <laughs> absolutely insane. So Campbell makes the crazy save, but uh, it's about to trickle in, and Brody just dives in and he's like, "Nah, I'm, getting, I'm keeping this shutout going. Don't worry."
1: Yeah, he's like, "I got it, bro. I'm right here. Don't worry. I have no teeth left. I'll I'll be the one." <laughs>
0: Uh, and then Sanford gets his third penalty of the night. And oh uh, they, they, cut to, <laughs> they cut to DJ Smith. And he just like glares across from the bench of the penalty box. It's just this look of like the most disappointed parent ever. <laughs> just like, dude, what are you doing?
1: I know. It was
0: so pointless.
1: I feel bad for the guy, honestly. I wish this guy nothing but success. But damn, like these Sens did not play for their coach tonight. I don't know what happened. No.
0: Uh they lucked out though. JT took a penalty about uh I don't know twenty, thirty seconds in, um, slept, put the leafs over five on the power play. Woohoo. Woohoo. And uh, right after that was when uh, Brody and Dermot had their little it was it was when they were playing four on four. That's why they had this weird chance. I guess they caught everybody on a change, but uh now the Sens I noticed um Thomas Shabbat has like twenty seven and a half minutes average ice time a night. Like he leads the league. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna break this guy like they're when you're in this mode of trying to develop these guys and rebuild like oh my god this poor dude so having him out there and zoob are they're basically just throwing their bodies in front of everything like yeah. it's sad to watch
1: i know it's funny you say that because tonight shabbat did not play at what you would expect he was on the ice for twenty three fifty two, which is a very very low amount for this guy because, like you said, he's usually near the thirty minute mark. But I don't know. I guess they were trying to even out the defend the, the defending, or I don't know what was going on. But the Leafs were too much yeah. for them. They were even the top line. Uh, I saw in the chat, you guys were saying the top line has been like a shutdown line out of all types of lines, you know. And
0: yeah, it was weird to see like the matchup between. Kachuk and Batherson and company against Marner and Matthews because it wasn't like both lines kind of like collided and couldn't mm-hmm. do anything like that it was almost what happened like yeah they both are pretty good at playing both ends of the ice I think um and they kind of just kept each other at bay which is pretty impressive on on both sides parts like I'll give to Ottawa for that at least like mm-hmm. I mean Matthews and Marner had a decent amount of shots but um I mean it wasn't it wasn't those guys that scored, right? Like I mean Mikhaeev was able to get seven shots on goal versus Matthews three. So yeah. I mean it shows. Um mm-hmm. they they just to give the sens one little victory and a six nothing loss, like they were able to hold the stars down. Yeah. Had like honestly, had the Leafs' like depth versus the Sens depth not completely blown them out of the water, this mm-hmm. would have been a a different game entirely.
1: Yeah, the Suns out-hit the Leafs. They out-blocked the Leafs. But not going to lie, when I was watching, because I think this is the first game versus the Leafs with Brady to Chuck in the lineup. Um, maybe it was oh, yeah, true. a previous game. I can't really remember because you know what? I barely noticed him tonight. I don't know if it was just yeah. me, but I it wasn't like the Brady to Chuck that I was expecting to see. And I know since he's been back that he's been a point uh, per game player and he's been out hitting the league just based on the averaging per game. But no, tonight I was disappointed and I know the Sens are affected by COVID, but I don't know. I was expecting more. That's just me, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like Batherson's still there and he's been pretty good the whole year. So I don't know. We'll get to that later in our questions. There's a lot of things wrong with that team. Yeah. Uh, So third period, uh, Marner, Matthews and Bunting with a a pretty nice chance. Bunting almost put it in. It just slipped out of reach, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was about the point when it came up um, on the broadcast, at least about 73% face off beginning of the third. So Wow. Yeah, Ottawa was not doing good going into that point.
1: No, and then they showed the Ozo time. Uh, the Leafs were at 2038 and the Sens 1131 entering the third period. Wait. So that just tells you there. And halfway through the third, the shots were 33 to 18 for Toronto by that point. So
0: what were the shot attempts? Because I saw the Leafs had like 70 something. Ooh, if you can find that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was wild. I know at one point the, they, they were They bruised the 50s. up the Sens. yes. I At one point, it showed they were in the 50s and the cents weren't even at 20. I think they were around like 12 or 14 or something oh, like geez. that. So yeah, it was pretty bad for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Matthews had a good look and uh, oh, just missed and you could see him. He just looked up like straight into the stands yeah. like I... I can't score tonight. Whatever. I'm glad you guys got this.
1: So did I, because that's my one leaf Tim pick. So I was hoping for Matthews to just go off, but everyone else did. So hey,
0: like I said, I mean, I'm glad I've got uh, Campbell for the shutout tonight. Because, oh yeah. Uh, yeah Matthews nice. with no goals or assists on a six nothing game. It's just like, oh come on. Wow. And that I'm is- pretty sure he was like plus one or something like i've been around for most of these
1: uh three shots not bad but that's pretty low for not matthews
0: <laughs> usually he gets like five yeah anyway
1: wow uh
0: so then the third period which we will give to william nylander oh buddy
1: Ooh, willie styles so,
0: uh, yeah dermot with a nice little steel in uh in the leaf zone feeds it over to nylander who just kind of dances through the middle with a little look behind to see where the puck's coming from, read everything beautifully. And, uh, you always kind of, when breakaways happen during a game, you know, it's, it's different than on a a shootout, but this looked Mm -hmm. like a shootout goal. Yeah. Like, like he, he had enough time to set up on this and he thought about what he was going to do. And just, he, he beat Matt Murray on that one. Yeah. Damn.
1: Clean, clean. Poor guy. I know Murray's on a redemption tour here, coming back to the NHL after going 0-5 and to start the season. So tonight it was just a horror show for him. And fortunately for Nylander, he rebounded from the first and second period with the goal there. And then another one to top it off after the Mikheyev goal. I know I'm jumping ahead, but damn, like this is
0: perfection oh, per- if you want to call poor it matt murray
1: i know i know poor he guy. hasn't won
0: an nhl game since april of last year
1: oh i did not well i guess april that. of this
0: year so like april of last season because i mean you know last season yeah. ended yeah and then he got traded and he hasn't won yet <laughs> <laughs> he won one game in the ahl of his two so oh there's that
1: poor guy but
0: Man, talk about a fall from grace. This is a Stanley Cup winning goalie.
1: I know that's, that's shocking, and I was t- I totally expected to see Forsberg and Net tonight. But when I went to the game center on the NHL app, I noticed Murray was the only one listed. I was like, "What's oh, happening? Is this a glitch, or what's going on?" COVID. Then, yeah, Gust- Gustafson to back him up. So yeah, it's just unfortunate.
0: So, uh, Mikhaev managed to get another one. I thought Spetza's shot went in. I thought they were going to go back and review that, but then I saw it hit the side of the net, kind of bounced over to uh, uh whoever was behind Kerfoot, I think, was behind the net. Mm-hmm. Fed it yeah. over to Mikhaev, and uh, second one of the night for Soupy.
1: Oh, it was actually Kashi. Um, the Kasha, two assists were Kashi and, and Spetsa. But I'm so glad that Keefe sent out the second unit to start that power play. I mean, it was the seventh for the Leafs. So you might as well throw them out there. I mean, they were getting pretty good chances. And you can tell that our original soupy number one was hungry. I mean, he got injured in his first game of this year. And this guy has had nothing but bad luck with the Leafs the last couple years. So, yeah. So it's beautiful. Just... (laughs) borscht
0: yeah oh my god i gotta uh, i gotta give him a (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) we're serving two kinds of soups tonight guys campbell's and borscht (laughs) so (laughs) line up
0: (laughs) it's that or uh or defense that's that's what you get (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um
1: Lastly, Newlander yeah. just t- puts the Nylander. cherry on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I was like, okay, well, this game's over. Oh, okay. Another one. Let's go.
1: I was literally thinking to myself, is it, are the World Juniors still on? What is happening? Oh, is this a Canada on. game versus Austria or something moment? You know, like six nothing <laughs> blowout. Woo.
0: Leafs almost got another uh, shorthanded one. Mikheyev almost got uh, his own and then kind of fed it off the curve foot last second. Couldn't decide who was going to shoot it. It was a little too late. Yeah, if couldn't put it in, but uh, man, yeah, it was like a it was like a US versus Austria game out there, Canada <laughs> versus Austria.
1: But eighth career shout out for soup, I think fourth with the Leafs, or I think I missed that one, but uh, I missed the chance tonight, the soup chance in the Scotiabank Arena.
0: I know it was cool hearing go Leafs go still, even from like the few people that were there.
1: Yeah, Curtis and Dark oh. Guy. I don't know if I heard you guys, man, but. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I know I was tweeting soup like crazy. And of course, you got to gotta give it to both of them now. There's two, two soups on the ice. So now we got to put a differential. Like, I don't know how we're going to tell the two apart with our chance.
0: <laughs> okay, so after tonight, can I just say Jack Campbell has a 194 goals against average and a 937 save percentage with three shutouts on the year. Are you Boom. joking?
1: Good pick, Johnny
0: i also grabbed uh alex tuck uh who came back finally and was playing for buffalo with a goal and a a power play goal and an assist today i was that was nice
1: very happy to see that actually you want to see tuck pull through after not playing for months on end and then getting traded to buffalo so but i also have to thank you for dropping uh jordan caillou Mr. Kairu because yeah, he had four points tonight and I snaked him up real quick off the oh, wire. Oh, did he really? <laughs> four points, I know, two I goals, g- two assists, one power play point. He filled the stat line. So thank you so much. And he covers yeah, yeah. center, left wing, right wing. Boom.
0: I know it was one of those situations where I had um, like I've got two defensemen that were on IR um one of them finally just came back then max patch now out and i have no ads left so it was just like ugh. <laughs> it was tough
1: it's been a weird week right because they combined the two weeks for fantasy and half your team couldn't play to begin with and just yeah. trying to feel it out but yeah that was beautiful so Ooh. thank you so much but
0: i'm up nine to one right now
1: nice should we go into some uh tweeter questions
0: yeah um what uh what time oh yeah i guess yours won't show the time because i'm recording uh we'll go to break quick and then we'll come back with questions and then we'll do our our 2021 in review slash 2022 predictions how does that sound
1: sounds good
0: cool we'll be right back (laughs) Trip to get that lick lick. Broad tree fur if you prefer quick ride no time i'm in there she wise, real good skincare. no for that. Damn Damn that there. all right so we're going to do some questions from the twitterverse uh we got to come up with a name for this and i can make a whole sound for it send in your uh, ideas for what we should call this mailbox type situation cuz we the bird can't box call it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, know. pigeon coop, where we get all the, the messenger pigeons. Like, the pigeon like, coop.
1: <laughs>
0: like like a... <laughs> <laughs> pigeons. Yes. Um, so we're going to go to the pigeon coop here. And uh, oh, actually, I have a whole idea for this that I came up with last night. Oh. It involves owls. We're going to do owls. Yes. It's going to be our thing. It's going to go across our logos. It came to me in a dream.
1: Ooh, write it down. Those are the best guys,
0: uh, right? <laughs> so uh, our first question here comes from at Sarawa. Did you guys think the first three goals of twenty two would land the way they did? No.
1: <laughs> Hell no. Jesus, no. <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely not. Just like I said earlier, people lost a lot of money tonight uh, not picking these guys to score. So,
0: but to my point earlier, who didn't lose money tonight is Ilya Mikheyev. I think. Uh, he did exactly what Dubas wanted, and that's to advertise himself and show what he can do to try to find a trade partner because I don't think he wants to stay with his team long term. I don't think there's a piece for him, or sorry, a place for him, um, as we've talked about at length before. Um, so I think as we're now approaching February for trade deadline season, I think they just want to get him out there, get him the minutes while people are off in COVID protocol, and we're against a team like Ottawa where he can shine. Uh he's fast, he's good. I think they'll get something back for him, but uh with the current makeup of this team, I think they need to move him. Um yeah. Yeah I, I just think that's where they're at.
1: It's hard because once the sky shines, the Leafs Nation is gonna rebound back and say, No, we can't let him go because he's producing and uh he's so cheap at the moment, but honestly on a different team he would easily be a top six forward and he would be on the power play you the first power play unit I mean teams like for example Arizona or even the New York Islanders could really use a really like an offensive fast guy like that so yeah yeah and
0: Arizona's looking to get rid of uh, Jacob Chikrin so mm-hmm. you know maybe there's something some sort of deal there
1: yeah. Um, and one more thing. I think the key to Justin Hall's success has to be the tampons. I mean, <laughs> shove them up his nose every single game. He's going to be scoring. <laughs>
0: it's like a shark it just gets thirsty with blood. Yes, exactly. Uh, speaking of also with Muzzin out, Sandine was on the first power play. I meant to mention this, but, or on the second power play, sometimes the first, they switched them back and forth. But that was nice to see because Sandine was playing really well.
1: Yes. Totally agree. Kind
0: of changed the whole makeup of the defensive uh, situation. So it was nice to see, uh, to talk, I guess, the first three goals because the first and third were both from defenders. So, yeah, I think the whole makeup of the defense was nice. Mm
1: -hmm. I liked it. Me too. For a change. So nice.
0: Um, At and Roll, what happened with Ottawa? It's weird. (laughs) They keep playing either really well against good teams or really badly against good teams.
1: Yeah, it's and then we have the Sens curse, right? Uh, For some reason, whenever the Leafs face the Sens, it's usually not a great game for the Leafs. So I'm so happy that it worked out. And my take on it is that obviously both teams have been played since December 18th, but the Leafs had an extra practice week in comparison to the Sens. That's what the reports say. And also they're missing key players such as uh, Forsberg, which is their 1A goalie right now, Josh Norris, which is their first-line center, Tyler Innes, Nick Paul, Dylan Hetherington. So, unfortunately, it's, okay. it's not good for them. And then on injury, you have Josh Brown, Shane Pinto, and Colin White. So, yeah, they're definitely playing the farm out there. And Matt Murray on his little redemption tour, unfortunately, it was against the Leafs, so that did not help. And yeah just not a good time yeah
0: it seemed like a case of uh one team was playing like it was preseason and one was coming out ready to win yeah (laughs) like ottawa looked depleted like you said whether it was injuries or COVID. um but yeah they just they looked like a, a really depleted team that lost to a really good one that's all i can say they got dominated
1: yeah, and I'm happy it went went this way, of course, with the win, but it's a good game to get the Leafs' feet back on the ice and to set themselves up, especially with all this power play time and to practice their setups and for that second unit to click with all of these new faces on there. So, oh, it's this, this is perfection starting 2022. I don't want to jinx anything moving forward, but hey, it sucks to be a yeah. Sen right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and what's also kind of nice with these postponed games is uh, the Leafs are a game and two games now behind the Panthers and Lightning. Usually they're like so many ahead that it's like, oh, yeah, the Leafs are in first place, but they're, you know, two, three games ahead. Okay, well, yeah, now they're in that position. They're a game yes. behind the Panthers and they're two points behind them and they're two games behind the Lightning and they're three points behind them. So they're basically all tied
1: hmm. It's so nice for once. I, I agree with that because I always notice that people post screenshots about being on top, but then we're five games ahead. So it's one of those situations that uh, we're not fully caught up. But there's a few other teams now that I'm just looking at the list here. Um, you still have teams like Calgary, who've only played 29 games, Dallas, uh, Boston with 27. So this was the Leafs 33rd game, I believe. Yeah, no 31st yes so and then tampa with 33
0: so yeah yeah so um next question from at nomas 97 simon asks uh i thought biega had a solid game not really a question but uh says i thought biega had a solid game in sheltered minutes uh at least uh look that way i agree yeah i think biega was good i think it was one Uh, of those one of those things like brody which is i could tell exactly what you were gonna say
1: (laughs) yes you took the words right out of my mouth johnny it's literally a brody situation where you don't want to notice the guy and you know when you don't notice him that's when they're playing their best hockey but you played 13 53 on the night one shot three hits one block first nhl game ever hey good night to me
0: oh yeah oh yeah so um I'm sorry, I just got an update. Two people on my fantasy basketball team didn't play tonight. Now I have to pick new games. It's Saturday, so I have to Wah-wah. find someone who plays tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. While we're talking about the standings, let's get into uh, just real first conversation here. Um, who is out of the playoff race? Who can we basically at this point? You know, there's still 50 games left, but just a lot of teams kind of fighting for the bottom already. So yeah. who can we count out for the Eastern? conference we'll start with uh, atlantic how far up would we cut this off
1: you know what i would definitely just cut it off at montreal i know this is a really bold take but montreal Ooh. has seven wins on the year uh they only have 18 points i think their only race that they're in is for the draft lottery pick for the number one pick uh, I think the Sens have a lot of life left in them, especially if they can't get all their players healthy this month, but it'll be definitely a big, big race. And we saw what Buffalo can do early into the season. I mean, they surprised us all. And then now they have Alex Tuck finally healthy and playing. So I wouldn't count out the uh, numbers one to seven for the Atlantic. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'll, it's hard I because was gonna... it's low.
1: The number, the point yeah. totals are so low. I mean, Ottawa has 20 points. I know, I know, I know. But 50 games, miracles happen.
0: No, they do. I mean, the year that the St. Louis Blues won the cup, they kind of pulled it out from basically the bottom at this time. So I would say I'm going to count the Sens and Canadians out just because of the situation that the Sens are in with some of their key pieces that they were counting on, like Matt Murray as their starting goalie, are not working out. Yeah. I think they have a couple um, pieces to retool before they're in a real competing situation. So I would say the Sens and Canadians yeah. for the Atlantic Division, I'd count out, count out. The Sabres, I like, like you said, with Alex Tuck, who I picked up. The other one I grabbed for my fantasy team, if he's still out there, for your your leagues. Uko Pekalukunen. Mm. Man, even when they lose, this guy stops like 37 of 40 shots. Like, his save percentage is still good. Uh, when they win, he his save percentage is great because, yeah. you know, like I said, they, they always get outshot and he stops everything. The guy's going to be great once this team starts getting built a little better around him and maybe yeah. once Owen Power's defending him. But... Uh, One to look for in the next couple of years. I might pick him into the draft next year. Deep.
1: I actually picked him up uh, early this week because I was not meeting my goalie requirements in one of my leagues. I had this my only league with two goaltenders with Jack Campbell and Andre Vasilevsky. So I was like, who is on the wire and ready and available? But this guy, you're absolutely right. He's posting awesome numbers and Buffalo, they're not doing that bad and for my goalie starts hey it was it was an awesome pickup for me so and also say that name three times fast
0: ukopeka lukunen ukopeka lukunen ukopeka (laughs) lukunen boom
1: (laughs) no challenge Uh, there
0: the sabers are also on a four game losing streak but i think they still have a chance like you said with tuck just coming back and uh, is Krebs playing with them yet or is he down yes. in minors? Yes. He
1: played uh that game with Tuck actually. He assisted on nice. the power play goal as well. So I was I was going to mention that uh, I was happy to see him called up too, so getting his chance there.
0: So over to the Metro Division, I would only count out probably the Islanders. I think the, the whole division's pretty tight. I think the wild card spot's going to be a toss up. Uh, The Penguins kind of have a lock on it right now, but,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: man. uh,
1: It's hard with this division. It
0: is. That division's really tight. I think the Flyers have kind of been on a free fall for a while. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to be bold and say, even though they're not even second last in that division, I think the Flyers are not making the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't think the Islanders um, are getting out of last place there. So. I'd say those two are a lock. Yeah. Maybe New Jersey as well.
1: If you would have asked anyone prior to this season, we all would have thought that the New York Islanders would be top three in the Metro. I mean, this was a Stanley Cup favorite at one point, and I don't know what's going on, but I am definitely taking a chance on them in fantasy with seeing uh, Varlamov on the waiver wire. So... This is a guy who you would draft in maybe the 3rd to 6th round in some leagues and now <laughs> he was put on the wire. So, you know what? New York has to turn it around. There's no way but up from this point and they've been proving that with their two game winning streak and actually clicking on the power play. Finally your boy Anders Lee, I know you drafted and you had to drop him <laughs> a couple months ago. He's been on they can't fire. Score. I know. It yeah. But like
0: on fire, in con- like relatively speaking for the Islanders, I mean, okay, so top goals for in the East is the Panthers at 122 and bottom is the Islanders goals for 64.
1: Oof. Bad, bad.
0: Literally almost doubled Yeah, in almost the same amount of games. So the Islanders need to find some sort of offensive productivity or. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really, really long uh season for them yeah because there's 50 more games and uh (laughs) i know mr lamorello does not like situations like this
1: you know what my bold take on this uh, while we're on it is that the new york islanders will pull themselves out of this hole and actually make a wild card spot this year that's just my take and my hope for this team but if you were to just ask me who i'm counting out it would definitely be the New Jersey Devils. I mean, they had the huge signing with the uh, Hamilton in the back end, and I don't think things have been working out too much for them. I mean, they are a high scoring team, but I don't know. Philly for sure is not making it too. like, or Columbus is also iffy. This is this is a hard one, <laughs> but
0: uh, so so uh, Simon Nomas Nomas ninety seven who sent us a question earlier just sent a tweet that i saw and i really like this and i think we should do this okay um for every shutout in for soup we will do a little soup uh to a food shelter or to like a a homeless shelter donation so we can do like i'll try to work this out and i'll post it on twitter but we will match whatever is donated
1: that's a good idea
0: we will we'll donate so whenever soup gets a shutout or mikhayev gets a hat trick <laughs>
1: <laughs> or when richie scores
0: um, <laughs> careful he might pop off later yeah um we will uh, just because this was sent to me a minute ago i'll work this out and follow up but it'll be before the next episode i'll put this out on twitter it's a good idea i think it's a really really great idea thank you and mentioning Especially uh, as we get into the winter
1: the out for Campbell. I know mission 22 is now giving away a red lobster gift card. So there's a contest oh, nice. out there right now for that.
0: Okay. So continuing our playoff race here over to the Western, the, the West. West. <laughs> the wh- Get out of my head. Quest conference. <laughs> um, um, Obviously the Arizona coyotes in the central division are not going anywhere at six twenty-one and three. Yeah. Um, I would also count out the Blackhawks. Um, That's a whole thing I'll get to in another take. And uh, do I want to count the stars out? I don't think so. They're starting to turn it around finally. Mm -hmm. I think they might knock somebody out of a a spot here. I think it's going to be a race between the stars, jets, and uh, an avalanche there for that wild card spot. Uh, but I think Chicago and Arizona are definitely out at this point.
1: Yeah. I would guarantee them to be out of the playoff running, unfortunately, right? Because we want to see success for flower power there. And, on, but Chicago is minus 30 on the season and they're lacking. Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Not scoring and Arizona's its own bucket of problems, right? So
0: oh god yeah and the wild have dropped out of first and central division they're on a five game losing streak so uh it's a pretty tight race wow. there between st louis nashville and and uh minnesota closely behind by colorado like it's a pretty tight division all around but mm-hmm. those bottom two like there's there's absolutely no chance
1: yeah
0: uh coyotes are the only ones with less goals for than uh, the islanders yeah at 63 which is only one less <laughs> they've played two more games though so that's bad man yeah. poor phil
1: Poor Phil, man. What am, I,
0: what am I saying? Poor Phil. Nobody gives a shit that he's losing and he gets <laughs> paid exactly the same amount of money.
1: Hey, he <laughs> I is
0: I don't think he hates this at all.
1: No, he's actually the two points behind Clayton Keller for the lead in scoring on the team. So Of course he is. He's, he's probably doing well.
0: approaching all time Arizona Coyotes records with like Shane Doan.
1: Yeah, exactly. But uh
0: Quietly, well no one gives a shit and the team can't make payments
1: no Ugh, it's like when he
0: was on the leafs he could score 40 goals and everyone would be like yeah he sucks though
1: yeah man i don't even think he works out anymore It just yeah, gave he up
0: he gets paid either way by four different teams at the same time it's like the leafs pittsburgh boston everybody's paying him at the same time
1: smart man
0: no kidding um so over to the pacific division with the monster golden knights with 123 goals for who just lost max patch and i have no idea how long he's going to be out for oh. he's out indefinitely
1: again he
0: uh yeah so he was out on ltir he came back it was a wrist thing mm. he tried it out for a game he had zeros across the board and i was like mm. hmm, max is not feeling good and uh sure enough the next day they're like yeah he got wrist surgery it, he tried it out didn't feel good so Max is done for the foreseeable future. I don't know if he's coming back at some point, but I mean, wrist surgery is three, four months, isn't it? So that's January, February, March, like March, April. So he'll be back for the playoffs. I'm sure it's, it'll be a Kucherov situation. Ooh. So who's Vegas going to pick up? Here's, here's a hot take that we can get to here. I've got this here. Vegas makes a move with patches on LTIR. We'll get to that in a sec, actually. Who's losing? Who, who's out of Pacific? The Kraken and the Canucks. <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like the Canucks. Actually,
0: the Canucks. Bruce Boudreaux might pull some, some shit here.
1: Yeah. This, the Canucks are sitting seventh in the Pacific with 33 points. And Vegas they're... is first with yeah, 44 points. Yeah, they're only points. five. Yeah, they're only
0: five points out of, of third place. Yeah. And... In their division. It's only five points between third and third. And seventh in that division. That's insane. It's the
1: tightest with that division. Yeah. And it's, and you know what? They say this is the weakest division, too. So that's so surprising to me. But, um, you know, I had high hopes for Seattle, uh, obviously, after witnessing what Vegas did in their inaugural season. And now poor Seattle only has 24 points on the season. <laughs> and if, they have more goals
0: for than a lot of teams, to be fair. Like okay. they're scoring at least. That's it's, true. Uh, they're just they uh, their goaltending hasn't been great.
1: Yeah, but they've
0: let in uh, as many goals as the Coyotes have.
1: Oh. Oh, one hundred and seventeen
0: goals against. Yeah, they're they're in a weird predicament where people are scoring on that team, but yeah.
1: And they're the plus side about their draft too was not only the goaltending but the defense core. They were raving all about how this defense core was going to be so awesome, and people were giving them hack about you know you didn't draft any top six forwards that are that have a nice resume. So now look at them.
0: Yeah, they could have had Carey Price.
1: Yeah, well, guy still hasn't even played. That's fair. When's he That's coming back?
0: Fair. Yeah, they need him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Bye. So, like I was going to say about Vegas here. As we talk about expansion teams, they now are down Max Pacioretty who they traded their uh, their first pick Nick Suzuki for to the Montreal Canadiens. Who do we think Vegas is going to make a move for to try to fill the slot because Patches was on like an insane scoring pace? He had twenty one points in sixteen games. I think he played. I mm-hmm. was scoring at an absolutely monster pace. Yeah. So, like we just said, we've got the Kraken and Coyotes and Blackhawks, Canadians and the Sens and the Islanders all sitting at the bottom. Uh, could it be somebody from there or somewhere else? What do we? Uh, where do we think this? move comes from
1: you know i just want to see real quick what his contract is because that will depend on my answer so he gets paid for 4.5 a year i believe that's
0: it jesus what a steal
1: yeah wow oh no no, no. sorry that was uh beforehand so seven million dollars a year this is his contract okay. so i guess vegas would be shopping for someone in that range the first guy that comes to mind is, I know I don't know if he's going to be given up before the trade deadline or just slightly after, but definitely in the offseason because he's ending his contract with the Vancouver Canucks is JT Miller. This guy, he has played th- 155 games with the Vancouver Canucks, putting up 155 points. He takes draws. He's on the power power play. He's on the penalty kill. He hits like a maniac. He does everything. But my second pick, because this is someone who also requested a trade, is Tarasenko. I think he would love. Tarasenko would love Vegas. Yes. And he has 30. Last time I checked before the game today, he had 32 points and counting. I know he has a couple tonight just from playing with my boy Caillou. Thank you, Johnny. So. Mm Yeah, imagine Tarasenko on this already stacked Vegas Vegas Golden Knights team with Jack Eichel as well. Or do they just that use that would be space for Jack? Nasty. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so my theory, Tarasenko is a good one. Tarasenko is a huge possibility there, but I think the struggling Columbus Blue Jackets might make a move to uh, push out Patrick Line, who would also love. Vegas. He
1: would love it. But the reason why I did not say him is that he would demand too much money because he's already on a 7.5 one year contract. I feel like this guy wants to get paid, unfortunately. They're not going to keep him. I know. And he's been a point per uh game player this year with only... 11 points in 11 games but obviously he's he's had a horrible year last year with a negative 29 on the season only posting 21 points in 45 games Columbus is kicking themselves in the ass at this point right they need more from the guy so
0: hey Patrick do you want to come play with Jack Eichel and go for a cup with the Vegas Golden Knights and then sign a contract for like 12 million dollars wherever you want after (laughs) yeah sure sounds great
1: (laughs) Yeah, he could use it. I mean, he lost his dad this year, unfortunately, at the age of 54. And this guy's been through a lot. But who wouldn't want a guy like Patrick Liney? Like, the guy's five, two 216, second overall, overall behind Matthews. Man, if he is connecting with that first or second line, that, that would be unstoppable.
0: Okay, here's another one. If Boston is not in a playoff position come trade deadline day, Patrice Bergeron.
1: Hmm. I don't know if they would do that, though, because they would want someone who can play more than just center with Jack Eichel coming back. Unless he drops down to the second Fair. line, he could also drop down to the second line and let Jack shine. But
0: just looking at who was coming off, um, I mean, Louis Erickson and Thomas Hertel. Uh We got Joe Pavelski coming off uh, at the end of this year I'm like, like they're gonna grab a rental right because mm-hmm. they know that patches is, is going to come back for next season yeah um that's why I think line a really makes sense for them because that's a high power scoring winger that they can slot in and he's in a position where he wants to get out of there and, and sign somewhere for a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, I think a good interim place for him is Vegas
1: what will Columbus demand back though? Because they're going to sell him high, high, high.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, what do we think? Vegas has, um, in terms of draft picks, they've got firsts for the next, not this year, but the two years after. They've got a second um, and a couple of other teams after that. Uh, As far as people to get rid of, I don't know. They probably don't want to move anybody.
1: I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they're finally building their full puzzle once they activate Jack Eichel. But they're already over. When they activate, they're going to be over about $10 million. So they're going to have to make some big money moves.
0: What about moving... uh... I mean, you don't want to say John Martius, though, because Vegas has really taken a liking to him.
1: I saw some talk about uh, Riley Smith, actually. That's 5 mil right there.
0: Okay. So Riley Smith, who, yeah, just flip them around the other way. You can re-sign Riley Smith to a better looking contract than Patrick Mm Line and uh, build something around there. So, hey. There's our, our prediction right there. Riley Smith goes to uh, Columbus with a pick back for Patrick Laine. There we go. Um, so moving on, uh, Chicago, I think is going to trade flower because I think they uh, were expecting a lot out of this season, signing him and Seth Jones and the, the season just kind of collapsed around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fired the coach and everything and a lot of distractions in the back office. So, Where do we think he could go? Because my pick is Colorado because I don't think they've gotten the goaltending that they were looking for. But Seattle also isn't getting the goaltending they're looking for, like we talked about.
1: Yeah, that is a good pick, actually. Uh, Colorado would be definitely in my top two. Uh, Another team that really needs goaltending, I would say, is philly i don't know he he would never go to philly but i know they need it because carter hart is not doing as well as you'd want him to as well as hmm, it's hard it's tough maybe even there's a lot of people that
0: got yeah there's a lot of people that signed big goalies that aren't getting big goalie performances
1: yeah this was the year of all those predictions because of these huge signings of defenders and goaltenders and then it didn't work out at the end so it's just been like a what the f moment on a lot of cases. case so
0: no kidding and like i said i hope um i hope darcy kemper got some new skates for christmas because yeah. i can't watch him lose a skate <laughs> late again
1: whole new set yeah but he's
0: very close to getting dropped from my fantasy team <laughs> um so i think seattle could be an interesting destination for flower um i mean he went to vegas in the first place so expansion team is kind of a thing it's also a nice place to retire potentially out in seattle watch him go Close to, to be, uh... montreal oh my god if he does i swear <laughs> to god
1: they can afford it if they drop carry price
0: they can afford it right now they're playing with like 19 million dollars worth of players yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah That Um, would be the surprise of the century.
0: Oh, can you imagine Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury? Swap. Oof. Ooh. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah. Carey Price goes to Chicago.
1: (laughs) He's like, nah. (laughs) I'm going to retire right now. Yesterday.
0: Hey, Chicago's got a history of good goalies that'd be interesting yeah that's true um the other one i think is going to happen is uh with on his with his deal expiring at the end of this year i think the flyers make a move with claude giroux to mm-hmm. a team that wants him to contend uh i know we talked about vegas for the others i don't think he'd go there because like what you said he's a center yeah um i think as a depth like second or third line Uh, center Claude Giroux is awesome uh, as a playmaker and just an enforcer and yeah a leader on a team he's been a captain in Philly forever like I just I think that team's going in a different direction over the next uh, couple of years and I don't think he's going to be a part of it or wants to stick around to see regardless
1: yeah interesting you think a team like Seattle or something would pick him up where you know they can use the experience and leadership
0: if he goes to Seattle, he's their first line center probably.
1: Mm-hmm. I know they had a uh, Morgan Geeky playing on the first line last night, which I found surprising because he's he was a fourth liner, and they're just kind of they're trying everything at this point, literally everything. So,
0: that's what I mean. If so, Giroux went there, he'd probably be their first line center and train a bunch of these people up. Like I think it'd be a good fit for him. That's a that's a, an interesting um, destination. Uh, I think otherwise, maybe. The, uh, no, he wouldn't go to, mm, maybe somewhere like Calgary, Anaheim, Anaheim, potentially. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the same about, um, Calgary who might move on from somebody like, uh, Monaghan in this off season, Mm. they might try to bring a veteran in to, uh, move some of the younger guys from their farm system up around.
1: I agree with that because Monaghan has been playing himself out of a spot, so... Unfortunately, because obviously he's been around for a little while now, but uh, he's been mostly on the third line lately. So he used to be the first line center at one point.
0: Yeah, those were the days, man. Him and Gaudreau. Yeah. Lighten it up. Okay. So we are uh, we're going a little long here. So we got a couple of things to touch before we ramp up. So um, the last of our, our holiday giveaways here, I apologize. Now that I have them all um, finished here, I'll pack them all up. I now have a way to send them all uh, at a bit of a discount to me, which is lovely. So nice. everybody will get their stuff in mm-hmm. um, nice diamond storage boxes. <laughs> so our winner of the final thing is let me get my. Where's my drum roll here. E at Emma XO. Thanks so much. You got the code word Ballard. Um, oop, oop. You have won yourself something from Steph's collection of gear.
1: Yes, you have. So, and you're also uh, missing some stickers. So you guys will get that soon. And uh, stay tuned. Your prizes are coming. We thank you for your patience.
0: Yeah. Let me know who you owe stickers to, and I'll send those. And then yes, everything else. Sounds good. So. Um, the other thing I want to add is, uh, Spotify added a rating system. So for the, I think 35% of you that listen to us on Spotify, uh, if you would be so kind as to give us five stars on there, what's cool is they actually make you listen to some of it. Um, you have to be a listener of the show before you can rate it. It's not like oh, Apple where you can just drop in and
1: nice drop
0: five stars. They make you say like, Hey, you should listen to the show first and give an honest opinion.
1: Awesome. So, I did so, not ha, know that. Listen to the show as an apple user so also our apple fans and everywhere else you can give us a rating and do what you do tell your grandma tell everyone about us and that'd be greatly appreciated
0: yeah <laughs> heck yeah we want to uh, we want to get the word out and uh another thing i want to ask is when we post it if you could retweet our uh, our episode because the more people see it the more people listen to it and then the more things we can bring to you guys because it brings more interaction yes Uh, so thank you for sticking around for the first show of 2022. We've got lots of fun stuff planned. We're going to give away the Matthews Jersey, um, next Saturday. So what we're going to do for shows moving forward is we're going to do them when the games were supposed to be originally. So we'll have a show on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So Monday, I'll explain all the details of the Matthews Jersey giveaway, That'll be for Saturday. Um, sorry, the COVID postponements really threw off our whole giveaway schedule. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I'll t- between now and Monday stuff, and I'll come up with a fun game for y'all to win that with. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to have lots of new fun games that we can play in 2022. We're going to have our community show. So stay tuned for details on that. Mm. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we'll bring all of you guys on uh, as many as you was as many of you as we can, we'll just have a big group discussion about, uh, but all things Leafs. Yes. So next episode we're going to be doing because, uh, we didn't get to it today. We're going to go through and pull all of our takes from the first 29 episodes of the show so far from 2021. And, uh, we're going to see how our takes held up our preseason predictions and all that, and, uh, see how right and how wrong we were. So, That'll be a fun one.
1: <laughs> yes. And I know I asked uh, you guys today in their Leafs group uh, about some Twitter takes. And I guess before we sign off, I just want to mention a few people who I said I'd give a little shout out to. So at uh, Nurse Alex 19, I think a lot of people in this group, actually, um, their biggest thing when asked, uh, what do you guys expect? What didn't you see yet? That hasn't happened, etc." cetera. Everyone wants soup signed, man. They want that contract extension now. They want him in as a Leaf. They don't want this anxiety about the contract. And then our boy Dusty there, his take on that was, I think Jack Campbell signs on Valentine's Day and becomes Leafs Nation's Valentine.
0: Oh, I, I was just going to say it's probably going to be like, uh, like Riley where we're all just going about our day and we get an update that Jack Campbell signed a contract yeah you're like wait what at two (laughs) o'clock on a wednesday
1: yeah exactly and uh one last thing Pepino 1823 uh his Mm -hmm. takes uh which i agreed with uh ottawa being a wild card team and that's why i kind of backed this statement up earlier in the episode because we can see this happening and even though the points uh, it's super low you just never know and the habs they're challenging for a draft lottery, lottery pick at this point uh, and I totally agree with that too. I mean <laughs> they're not really challenging for anything else and another interesting thing is that the Jets tail off so that's something to watch out for and that the Flames land a wild card and the connects will come close after a dis- disaster strike. and that's
0: Ooh. yeah
1: I, I can see that happening as well because right now they're sitting at a 500 I believe which yeah they are actually sitting at a 500 so yeah thanks for that guys I didn't mean to
0: hit that that was a it was a no worries a premature... I'm
1: done <laughs> I'm done <laughs> thanks guys for your play, takes I didn't mean to
0: play you out there like the Oscars
1: Johnny just cut me off <laughs> with the music so was, I'm done
0: <laughs> I was loading it up and it I went know. on its own no worries.
1: I'm kidding. Well, I have no timer, as you know, so I can just blah 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 forever and ever. So next time you'll get the rest of
0: that. Oh, well thanks so much for sending things in. We appreciate it. Okay, so that's all this Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leaps Late Night. Your night of post-game podcast, available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more.
1: are serving two soups tonight. Two soups on the menu, Borscht and Campbell's. Good night.